Greetings, greetings. This is your brother, No Covers, coming to you out of the port city of Wilmington, North Carolina. Back in the saddle, back in the saddle. Glad to be back. This is uh, March the 8th. Um, we're still here. We're still going to be rolling. Hey, I want to thank those that have already contributed already and said to help uh, sponsor this show. We only put it out here at the beginning of March, and already several people have uh, stepped up to be sponsors, monthly sponsors of the show, and I want to thank you all, you all, um, and I'm basically going to um, do something for you all soon. Uh, but I appreciate you all that have stepped up to the plate and said you want to you want to be a part of what we're trying to do. And that's really um, lights my day up because like, OK, hey, you've been putting it out here for three, four, five. Well, I've been doing this. I've been doing no covers for at least six years for free. Um, and what we're trying to do is just trying to better the program, make sure I'm able to maintain some other responsibilities and also increase the uh, listenership and um, the materials that I'm able to present. Uh, we want to do a bookstore. We want to get the bookstore back open uh, somewhere in Wilmington as soon as this COVID is over with. So it will support that that project as well. So appreciate your sponsors. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Black History for today. Um, and people say, what time is the show coming on every day? It's going to flex. My schedule is very flexible because I have a very crazy schedule. Uh, sometimes I'm up in the day. Sometimes I'm sleeping during the day. So I'm going to try to make sure I get a show on every day, um, sometime throughout the day. Um, but we don't have a set time yet. It won't be that because my schedule is not like that. Freeman's Brewery was March 8, 1865. Um, check out my webpage. It talks about the Freeman Bureau. The Freeman Bureau was a great idea um, after the Reconstruction, during the Reconstruction period, after the American Civil War. Um, it failed for several different reasons. It failed for a lot of different reasons. Um, it failed for so many of programs that went out there failed because the government didn't back the program. Let's just be clear. A lot of times we have good ideas. Uh, the, the presidents have good ideas, but if they're not backed fully by the government, they're never going to get anywhere. So it brings me back to the subject that we've been talking about for the last couple of days. Uh, and that is, what are you waiting on? Um, and, and I say that very... Um, with due respect, I say it with respect, but I ask my people, what are you you're waiting on? Because really, you don't have to really wait on anything. Everything that you have, as we talked about the seagulls yesterday, everything that you have is right there in front of you. You just got to reach out and get it and, and organize yourself um, to get it. And it was something that um, that posted yesterday, and I want to talk about that in this waiting to what are you waiting on? Um, I was always taught, the minister taught me that the, that you cannot draw, and I wrote this yesterday, you cannot draw a perfect circle without using an instrument. You have to have a compass. And even then, you slip. But in order to draw a perfect circle, you have to use an instrument to draw a perfect circle. And the reason why is because you have a warp in you, just like the earth has a warp in it. The earth is not perfectly round. It's oblong, oval, oblong. It has a warp in it. There's, the earth is not a perfect circle. It, it too has a warp in it. Every once in a while, you see that warp reveal itself, be it weather, be it conditions, be it landslides, whatever. It's steadily developing. It has a warp in it. And so is man and woman. We have a warp in us. So what happens a lot of times is we're waiting until we get everything perfectly right perfectly round. And we say, okay, once I get this done, I'll do this. Once I get this done, I'll do this. Once I get this done, I'll do this. No, you don't have to wait. Don't have to wait. 
to be successful because you, your, your success lies in your ability to look at what you're doing and say, I'm a success, not in what somebody else compliments you do. As long as you're confident in what you're doing, you're okay. So don't wait. Don't wait till you get everything just right. Everything has to be perfect. Your oval position can be just as effective and even more powerful. That's what I said yesterday. Your oval position, your, 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 your position of where you're at right now. You're not perfectly round. You don't have everything in place. Your credit might not be all in place. Your, your job might not be all in place. Your relationship might not be all in place. You know, Everything might not be all in place, but that doesn't mean you have to wait on these ideas, these dreams, these visions. A dream is the only reality that caught you sleeping. You don't have to wait for anyone to give you approval to move forward. And then wait. All right, I had comments on my first book I wrote. I had typos. Yeah, I didn't have that many, but I had a, I had a few. But that it wasn't glamorous. I bet it was it was a few in there. But I've seen them in the Star newspaper. I put it out there. Because what I was looking for was an editor. I was looking for someone to point out and say, let me help you. And slowly you'll find people, if you put it out there, you put things out there, people will say, oh, let me help you with this. And if you're willing to accept the help, take the help. They see people, somebody is always watching what you're doing. Somebody's always saying, I want to help this individual. There's always help out there. We talked about the other day. When it comes to help, the help is always near. The help is in you putting your foot forward, and then the help will come to rally behind what it is you're doing. Those that don't come, don't get mad. They just don't want to participate. That's just that's their fair. Yes, their loss, not yours. A sister said it this way early. I told her I was gonna steal this. Tracy Harrison, I don't know if she's online, but I told her I was gonna steal her comment. She said, No one will like when you start breaking generational curses. It's okay. Your job is not to be like, it is to protect the generations after you. You start breaking generational curses. You start doing something out the box. These curses has got us locked and we can't do this. We can't do that. We're not supposed to go over here. We're not supposed to be here. That's a generational curse that's locked on us. When you start breaking them, no. You're not going to be light because you're breaking, you're breaking down these generational curses and locked us into a community that has us stagnated that we have to do everything this particular way. We don't. The old way is not working. Sometimes it takes new ways. If the old way working, stick with it. But if the new way, if the old way is not working and you find a new way, don't ever be afraid to say, you know what? Hell with the old way. I'm going on this new way because it works for me. As long as it works for you, baby, I'm good with it. Stay with it. Stick with it. As long as it works for you, you stick with it. Because people will not, she said, people will not like you when you start breaking down Generating church. People won't like you when you start telling the truth. And that's what we do here in Ocarina. We start speaking the truth, as we did yesterday. I had so many comments yesterday about this $1,400 a day versus $16,000 yearly. I go back to it every time uh, the last 24 hours I've been talking about. It. Yes. Generational curses. The, 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 the generational curse of the Democratic Party is a curse. Oh, there you go with that Republican stuff again. No, I stopped being a Republican years ago. I'm not a Trump supporter, not a Trump hater. Don't give a damn either way. Not a Biden supporter, not a Biden hater. But I can see the system for what it is. I pulled up last night. I wanted to see. I wanted. To, I, I wanted to see the demographics of the eight. And I said it before I looked up the demographics. I already knew what I was looking at. I said it didn't have anything to do with people of color. 
I looked at the demographics of the eight senators that went against the $15 an hour. West Virginia, Arizona, Montana, New Hampshire, two from New Hampshire, Delaware, two from Delaware, and one from Maine. Other than Delaware, and, and, and we say Delaware, I'm, I'm specifically saying Maryland. <laughs> so I'm specifically when I talk about where people of color at. Other than that, Maine, ain't a few a lot of us there. Montana, ain't a lot of us there. New Hampshire, we don't like the cold. Arizona, ain't a lot of us out there. I've been out there. I ain't see a lot of us out there. West Virginia, I showed, I just told you yesterday it was only 3.6% of us there. So when you start talking about people of color in these places, why was it that these particular eight citizens? Because they're against that rise too. It's, that's not a thing of color. It's a thing of poverty. It's a thing of taking people out of poverty. Rich loves people being poor. Rich people love poor people. My brother commented to me last night. I don't know if he's listening today. He said, well, brother, I, I would prefer them to get the housing situation under control. It means like we don't need a $15 an hour um, rate. What we need to do is have more um, um, affordable housing. Let me tell you something about a person who's making chump change. And I've been there. I made good money and I made no money. Tell you something about a person making what we call we call that chunk change, seven dollars an hour. You uh, you you married, uh, you got one child. Your wife is trying to be at home to raise a child because if she goes to work now, you got a daycare. If you don't have the money, if you looking at you looking at daycare versus one parent staying home and making sure the child has the proper nourishment. So now you're looking at a seven dollar hour, eight dollar hour, nine dollar hour job, bringing home less than four hundred dollars a week, three hundred fifty dollars a week. Let me tell you something, bro. At that level of income, when you're raising a child, where you live is not an option. It's optionable. It's an option. You don't have to have the fancy $1,000 apartment. You're just trying to make it. You're just trying to put a roof on your head because you're calculating rent. Then you're calculating expenses. You're calculating diapers. You're calculating food. You're calculating clothing. So where you live, you're looking for the cheapest place, the best looking place for the cheapest rent. You're not looking at no $1,500 a month rent. You're looking at the cheapest place you can find that's decent, that's clean. And if it's $600 and it's decent and it's clean and it's in the hood, we're taking it. Because why? At that particular point, you're calculating your business and your money. You know, at that particular point in my life, we was calculating we had another $800 to live off a month. Now we can afford to have a little piece of car and some gas in it. Now we can afford to go ahead and back, buy some groceries every week and make sure we got some food to eat. Now we can afford to maybe catch a video, I rent one from Blockbusters during that time period, because you sure weren't going to the movie theater off that money, unless you was going to the dollar movie theater off of, Cotter, off of Shipyard Road. I remember that theater had a dollar theater. You could go in with a dollar with two children. Yeah, miss those dollar movies in those days when you go with a dollar, you get the movie five weeks later, which was cool. Children didn't know it was five weeks late. They were just enjoying the movie. Yeah, those are things you do when you're living on that kind of budget. Now, you take those same parents. I grew up, I lived that, I lived it. Take those same two couples, the same two parents, one making 30000 the other making 30000 Now, y'all got $60,000 income. Y'all got two kids now, but you got a $60,000 income. Now, everything is different. Now, you can start talking to me about, like I said yesterday, you can start talking about financial planning. You can start talking about how to manage your money. You can start talking about eating good food, good, healthy food. You ain't eating ramen noodles no more with two hot dogs. And y'all don't know about that. Ramen noodles with two hot dogs in it. Yeah. 
two, three bags of ramen noodles, two hot dogs, some soy sauce that you took out the Chinese restaurant, bam. Chopped up onions in it, bam. Feeds the family. You can feed four people that way. Those are the kind of meals you have to when you're living at, at a, a $775, $725 rate pay. You don't know nothing about that. And so those senators that voted, they don't know nothing about their lifestyle. They're not even trying to hear about their lifestyle. And what they don't want is they don't want people of that lifestyle to move up in status. The rich love the rich, and they hate the poor. But they love the poor being poor. They love the poor as long as they try to stay poor. They will sympathize with the poor. They'll say they're doing things for the poor. But all those all those people in Congress got money, man. I ain't seen them. I ain't seen a broke senator, a Democrat or Republican broke one yet. They live nice. They live good. They live in decent housing. They send their kids to decent schools. They got money. Once they voted in, they got money. Once they get in office up there, they got money. They got somebody in home feeding them money. They got lobbyists giving them money. They got people giving them money to make sure they get bills passed. They got money. They're not caring about no poor. So good luck, Biden. $15 hour wage, good luck. I'm asking you, what are you waiting on? Are you waiting on the government to give you a $15 raise for you make a move? No, you don't have to. I remember coming down to North Carolina. I was riding a bicycle in Fairview, North Carolina. During that time period, uh, my son was still in Virginia. I was trying to get him here. And uh, my wife at that, at that time, we wasn't married. I was trying to get her here with my son. I calculated it this way. Back then, I think the minimum wage back then was $5.50. I needed $15 an hour. I think I was making $5.50 an hour. At 40 hours in a week, I knew what I needed. I needed about a 15-hour hour job in order for me to be able to get them here. I didn't wait. I didn't wait on the government to raise the center package. I just got three 15-hour, 15, $5 hour job. Yeah. I actually worked sometime 120 hours a week. I knew the places that would hire me. I was good at fast food. I knew McDonald's would hire me. I knew Hardest would hire me. And I went Burger King would hire me. I worked a day shift at McDonald's. I worked a night shift at Hardy's. I mean, night shift at Burger King. And the weekend shift, nobody wanted the weekend shift because during that time, Hardy's was rowdy on the weekends, especially in Fairville with all the soldiers and the mixed military crowd. Sometimes we had to lock everybody out the place. Nobody wanted that shift at night. I went in there and ran that shift at night on Saturday. And Sunday, boom, they me an extra 16, an extra 16 hours. Extra check in my pocket. Way I calculated was if I worked three jobs at five dollars an hour, if I worked forty hours a week, that would give me the fifteen dollars an hour I need. Here's a work more. Here's a work harder. Don't have to wait. You may have. It's ain't now. It's not fair. I know you say that ain't fair. That ain't right. Nothing fair. Nothing. Life is right. Remember, I told you we got a wobble in us. They got a wobble in them. The earth has a wobble in it, so nothing's gonna be perfect. What you gotta do is you gotta make lemons aid out of lemons. Put some sugar in it. And sometimes that means rolling up your sleeves and do some hard work. So don't wait. Don't wait. If you work in a job, you get off of work. I told somebody the other day when I left work, they said, What are you doing? You got to take time off. I said, I got seven days off, seven days of work for myself. I got a seven day break for my job. I got seven days off. That means in the morning, when I get up in the morning, I hit the computer just like I hit that clock. And I stay on that computer for eight hours a day. I stay at something for eight hours a day, reading something, applying myself to something, researching something, making sure I'm applying something that's going to help me get ahead, help me get my next book out that's better than the last book I wrote. Help me get the next business plan out that's better than the last business plan I wrote. So maybe I can get a loan from the bank this time. 
working on my stocks, researching and making sure that I'm investing the money that I have, the little bit of stocks that I'm in, and I'm in the right and I'm doubling up and not losing. I know when to pull out and when not to, when 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 the hole when 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 the fold when knowing the hole when the fold yeah. Studying all that on a continual basis, reading two or three books at a time. Minister just tell me he said read three newspapers a day. When newspapers are going out of business, so I make sure I got three books on standby. Reading past history, new history, making sure I'm studying every day to bring history from the past to present, so that our people can understand the history. Continue to work on your job on a daily basis. You don't have to wait on nobody today for anything you want. You just got to move forward, stay focused, and be true to yourself. You do that for a year. I promise you, you come back to me a year from now and say, Brother Daoud, it didn't work. I guarantee you won't tell me that. Set your schedule up. Set your time up. Make sure you use your time wisely every day. And I guarantee you within a year's time, you come back and you be like, I didn't even need that $15 an hour because you ain't getting it anyway. <laughs> I said yesterday, you're not getting it anyway. Don't wait on it. Don't wait on don't wait on this government to do what you can do for self. Pull your resources together. You get 775, get two jobs, you then you make 15. I'm gonna say that again. You make 775 hours, you're working 40 hours a week. We'll work 80 hours a week, now you got $15 an hour. Simple as that. I ain't got 40 hours. Yes, you do. Get off the Xbox, get off the TV, cut the book, cut the cut the movies out, stay off Facebook, stay off Twitter. You got 40 extra 40 hours a week worth of work. Whether you want to roll your sleeves up to get that $15 an hour so you can make that next step, that your next job you get is $15 an hour. That's how I look at it. Don't wait on them to give you nothing. You go get it yourself. Do for self. Self-preservation is everything. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your children. And I'll see y'all again tomorrow. Peace and blessings. I'm out.